0: Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. And would you just remain standing. Let's just bow our heads for just a moment. Let's just pray. Father, Lord, you are the guest here today. We honor your presence and we, we, we sense it. We sense it moving through our hearts, Lord, today. Lord, I pray that beyond my words, that as people leave, that there will be your spirit moving in their hearts that they can get what they need tonight, right. Father God, by your word, as Eric said. Because it doesn't return void, and it will produce in our lives, yes. in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Yeah. You may be seated. And uh, I'm just so honored to be here. Um, we flew in our family. My grandmother just turned 90 years old, and uh, she moved from Maine into the Dallas-Port Worth area. My sister lives here, and uh, my brother-in-law works for Gateway Church in uh, Their video department and uh so our family just came down to visit all my brother and my sister live uh, my sister lives here and so we just came down to hang out and i called eric eric is on our board at passion life church and uh he said hey why don't you just come and hang out and i love you i've been here before many years before and i just want to let you know about your pastors uh uh, eric and, and heather that they are real people real the real deal love them. The person you see up here is the person that they are when they're not up here. And I love that. I love authenticity. I love genuine people. That's just what I love. And so you just so you know that uh, he's a great friend. And thank you, Eric. And I'm just uh, so glad to be here in your family and see your family and your your girls uh, serving God. And so tonight I've entitled this message going full circle. And uh, I want to share this truth with you that has just literally For me, has sustained my life, transformed my life in the last year or so. And if you have your Bibles, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. Today what I want to do is I want to show you the connection between grace and gratitude. Would you say that with me? Grace and gratitude. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. Uh, Just real quick, um, I was a youth pastor for, gosh, almost 20 years of my life, so I talk a little bit fast. I want to get you out of here on time, and so just to let you know, I have ADD, ADHD, AT&T, Verizon Wireless, (laughs) Frontier going through my head, and so I'm going to move fast. Um, I'm going to read scripture, but I don't want you to turn there. Um, I just want you to jot it down if you would. Is that okay? And so I'm just going to just like... (laughs) Like Eric said, I'm just going to sprinkle out the seed, and uh, I believe you're going to grab something that's today that's going to change your life. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, for all things are for your sake, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people, anybody thankful that grace is spreading to more and more people, now here's, here's the key, here's what we're, we're, we're looking at tonight, that the grace that is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of of thanks to abound to the glory of god another translation says this it says for the all things are because of you that the grace having been multiplied everybody say multiplied multiplied because of the thanksgiving of the more may abound in the glory of god i don't think it's a coincidence my church family you are an extended church family from passion life church we are family together because." I know you're pastor, so I'm just going to say my church family. I do not think it is a coincidence that after Halloween, that the season changes and something happens to people. And it's not just, it's not just Christian people, even unbelievers, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, it changes the atmosphere. Christmas, people say, I just wish Christmas could just last all year. Well, it can become a Christian. You know, and God is with us always. He is that Emmanuel, God with us. But, you know, in that spirit of thanksgiving, something happened to me because I've realized something that grace and thanksgiving and joy are all connected together. And so what I want to do tonight is show you how these work together, and maybe it'll help you when you go through some tough times. Anybody been through some tough times? Amen. All right, we have two people that have been through tough times. The other rest of you are not telling the truth. In the house of God, you lie, you fry. Come on. So let's try it again. How many of you have gone through some tough times? Amen. Come on. We've all been through... Some tough times. So what I'm going to do is lay out tonight to you to show you how biblically this works together. Now, in the Greek, the word for grace is charis. Everybody say that with me. Say charis. I'm not a Greek scholar, but I do read books on the Greek language. I look at Strong's Concordance. But this is so fascinating to me that the Greek word is charis. Now, check this out. The Greek word for thanksgiving is Eucharistio. So in the middle of thanksgiving is grace in the Greek. In the Greek, the word joy is kara. Kara. So these three words in the Greek are all linked together. So here's the reality of what I have found. When you allow and you recognize the grace of God, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, the grace of God, when you recognize it, causes thanksgiving. When you have thanksgiving, the result is joy. So I call this going full circle, because if I will look in my life and recognize the grace of God, Have you seen the grace of God in your life at some point in your life? I have seen the grace of God. So when I see the grace, experience the grace of God, here's what happens. It causes thanksgiving, which results in joy. When I recognize the grace of God, it causes thanksgiving, and the result is joy. And therefore, it sets me into a full circle of momentum in my life if I can recognize the grace of God. The problem is we don't wake up in the morning recognizing the grace of God. We wake up in the morning thinking about the things that we don't have. We think about the things that we lack. We think about what we have to do. Instead of waking up in the morning and saying, God, today I'm going to look for your grace. I'm going to look for your grace. See, grace causes thanksgiving, which results in joy. You know, in the Greek... These three words are like, one commentator said they're like blood relatives. They all go together. I like to say it like this. When you are graceful, you are grateful. Let me say that again. When you are graceful, you are grateful. The people who are not grateful are people who don't recognize the grace in their life. If you will look in your life at the grace that God has done, the cause of that is thanksgiving. So when I am not grateful, I am looking to what I'm lacking, not looking to the grace that's in my life. And who is in my life? My life is Jesus. So when I am full of grace, I am grateful. They're the same thing. So to be full of grace is to be full of thanksgiving. And you know one thing I have found? Graceful people give grace. Yeah. People who have been loved, loved, love. Yeah. People who have been forgiven, forgive. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't, in the New Testament and under the new covenant, it's so amazing. I'm supposed to give you, I'm supposed to forgive you as I have been forgiven. I can only love you with the love that God has given me. So my challenge is, is if I don't love you and forgive you, it's because I haven't gone to God and received that forgiveness from him. So when I come and receive the forgiveness from God, I now have forgiveness to give you. We cannot give what we do not have. And so this is what I've been saying. The Christian life is simply responding to the grace that God has given us. God's given us forgiveness. By faith, we respond and say, thank you, God, for your forgiveness. God has given us grace. And so what we do is we thank God for that grace. Are you still here? What's interesting about these words, charis, these words, charis, eucharistio, and kara, the root word for eucharistio is charis. It's charis. It's charis. So here's what I want to do. That is a creepy ringtone. I tell you that. That is creepy. I almost wanted to bind the devil in Jesus' name. But I love you. Today we're talking about grace. So So I'll give you some grace that yesterday was Halloween. So put it on vibrate. So what I wanted to do today is make you aware of God's grace. Make you aware of the grace that God has given. Can I ask you a question? Are you focused on God's grace in your life? Or are you focused on the mistakes, the guilt, what you don't have, what's gone wrong, things that aren't going right? But I guarantee you, if you were to stop, you could look and find where God has given you grace. Let me show you an example. Anybody happy that this morning when you woke up? Yeah. You didn't wake up? in a jail cell how many of you are thankful today that when you woke up you didn't wake up in ICU in some hospital you woke up in your own bed come on somebody anybody grateful that the Dallas Cowboys are finally (laughs) starting to okay I won't go there is anybody grateful that we live in a country where our vote matters And we live in a country of freedom that tonight we could come together and lift up the name of Jesus. And didn't the worship team do a fabulous job tonight? Come on, let's give them a great round of applause. They did really good. I like to say this. Grace is something that I can't do on my own. When I go to a store and somebody opens up the door for me, I say thank you because I didn't have to do it on my own. When I say thank you, I am saying grace. We use these terms very much intertwined, even as Thanksgiving dinner will happen pretty soon, right? Somebody will go up and say, who's going to say grace? Because really what we're saying is who's going to say the blessing? Who's going to say thank you? My church family, can I just tell you, it's not just one day a year. We need to be thankful every single day. And yeah. God's grace is God's unearned, undeserved, of unfavor- un- uh, un- unmerited favor in our lives. Yeah. I've experienced God's grace when I got married. I was single for many years and I had dated and just didn't seem to find the right one. And you know what? I saw the most beautiful girl at Abundant Living Faith Center when I was working there and she was working in the coffee shop. And what's interesting, here's the miracle. She's working in the coffee shop, and she didn't like coffee. But God had given me an addiction to coffee. And I didn't understand it. But how many of you know, all things happen for some reason? I find myself going to the well of Starbucks in our coffee shop every day to see this beautiful Latina girl named Valerie. Valerie. And I drank so much coffee that year it was really just to get her and see her and you know what she noticed me by God's grace and uh, she married me I saw the grace of God in that because you know what it wasn't something that I could do on my own I have been putting this to practice every day of my life I am not normally a positive person I'm going to be honest with you I have to change my thinking I have to renew my thinking. But here's what this has done for me every day. Instead of thinking, what am I lacking today? Every day I've been getting up and saying, God, what can I be thankful for? You know, the other day me and my wife were just having a disagreement and I'm just telling you how this works for me. And we were just arguing and I stopped and I said, what can I be grateful for in this moment? And then I thought about, I was single for, 37 years of my life and I didn't have anybody to argue with (laughs) I had to argue with myself and I just looked at heaven I said God thank you that I have somebody to argue with my son right great kid six years old now and uh, but when he was little he would throw temper tantrums throw himself on the floor right And I just stopped for a moment and said, God, what can I be thankful for? And you know what? For just a moment, I would think about all the kids and all the the people that I know of that were trying to have kids that couldn't have kids. And for a moment, it just made me thankful that I had a son, even though he's not behaving in the way that I would say, but it just changed my perspective. Because even though he's not exhibiting the behavior that I would like, I still saw God's grace because God gave me a son. But see, it changes your perspective. It changes your perspective. And one of the keys to living a joyful life is being aggressively thankful. Aggressively thankful. I'm thankful. I drove for an hour and I didn't get in a car accident. I'm here. Thank God. But see, sometimes we, we go from one thing to another. We don't even realize that God's grace is in operation in our lives. Even when we don't see it, even there, we don't know it. And we're more conscientious of the things that we don't have. And yet the grace of God is working. And if we will stop and be grace conscious, we will be thanksgiving conscious. And the result of that is joy. And I'm telling you, we're living in a society where people are doing everything they can to experience joy. And joy can only be found in Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can satisfy your soul. And I'm telling you, if you can think of nothing else to be thankful for, we're thankful that God sent his son to die on the cross, that he can be with us wherever we go. But can I just tell you that one of the major characteristics of people who aren't joyful is that they're ungrateful. They're ungrateful. And I'm going to tell you why this concerns me. Because when we're ungrateful, we're not recognizing the grace of God. You know, we had a a young man that came to our church. And he was praying and praying and praying for God to give him a job. I mean, he needed a job. Well, you know what there's just so happened to be a man in our church that was looking for someone to hire. They got together and hired this young man. I was so excited for this young man. A week after he started working, I started talking to this young man. I said, "Hey man, how was your first week at work?" It's great. He's like, "Oh, they're working me way too much." <laughs> I can't believe how many hours they're giving me. They gave me this lapel mic. I asked for the handheld, but they said no, because you'll beat people over the head. Because I wanted to give him a little snap on the head and go, what's wrong with you? You do not understand the grace of God that you came to church one day and someone else came to church. You had a need and another person came and they were able to fulfill that need. What are the odds? And God's grace is at work in your life and you don't even recognize. And he was ungrateful, went to work pouting because he had too many hours. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, when I think about these things, I think about Jesus and I think about these truths, because when I preach, I like to make sure that I'm not just given one or two scriptures. And when I started looking into these Greek words, I started to look into a pattern of what Jesus did and how Jesus encouraged thanksgiving let me give you just four quick examples and uh or actually let me just get I totally did not get my points here here's number one let me give you these points because I have six of them (laughs) number one grace causes thanksgiving number two to be full of gratitude is to recognize God's grace in your life and the result is joy Now, just drop these scriptures down real quick. If you're taking notes, John chapter 6, verse 5. If you're not taking notes, jot this down. John (laughs) chapter 6, verse 5. It's the the feeding of the 5,000. It's the miracle. uh, It's actually the only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels. Let me read in verse 5. Just listen to this. It says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread? that these may eat. We look around, we don't see any subways. We can't get any $5 footlongs. What are we going to do? Verse 6, but this he said to test them, for he himself knew what he would do. How many of you know when you don't know what you're going to do, God already knows what he's going to do? He said, Philip answered, 200 denarii, listen, worth the bread, is not sufficient for them, for everyone to have a little. Everybody say that with me, have a little. It's interesting that the disciples were thinking about feeding them, but what they had, they said, if we do something with this, everybody will have a little. How many of you know sometimes we just think way too small? And he's thinking about that because he's not considering that Jesus is right there. In verse 8, so one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, But what are they among so many? I have five loaves, two fish. This will not feed 5,000. What is it about this little? This little thing will never feed so many people. Verse 10, then Jesus said, make the people sit down. In other words, the best way to receive a miracle is when you are at rest. So sit down. Stop working and sit down. You know, we had a couple in our church who was trying to get pregnant for seven years. Seven years. They tried all of these different drugs, all these different medications that they got, and then they decided before they started their next medication for two weeks that they were just going to continue to pray. Right before they started their next set of in vitro, she got pregnant. You know why? And this is why I believe. Because we can get so worried about things and we're so worried about our miracle that we get into unrest. And you know what's amazing is that Jesus tells them, sit down and rest. It's the best position to receive a miracle. Sit down. Now... There was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in the number of 5,000. Watch this beautiful in verse 11. Then Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks. Guess what that Greek word thanks is. Eucharistio. It's grace. Jesus said thanks before the miracle even happened. He said thanks when he didn't have enough to make it happen. Happened. Jesus is encouraging thanks. And he said, he said, give and thanks. He distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but those people actually ate as much as they wanted yeah. here. One of the disciples said, you know what? We just have to give them a little. When you look at what Jesus did, Jesus said, you eat until you're satisfied. They ate until as much as they wanted. And look in verse 12. So when they were filled. So in other words, they just kept eating. Come on, it was like Golden Corral. They just kept eating and eating and eating. Our hometown buffet, I don't know what you have here. CC's Pizza, come on somebody. Uh, And got to throw that in there. And they ate until they were filled. Listen, and he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain So nothing is lost, therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the barley loaves which were left over. You know what's amazing is to me that not only does grace cause thanksgiving, but here's number three, grace is a multiplier. See, God's math is five plus two equals 5,000. That's God's math. Five loaves, two fishes, and you say grace, God will multiply whatever you have and make it to meet the need. Come on, somebody. I'm a little fired up tonight. Are you fired up? That You may not have what you need, but if you'll just give thanks, God can multiply. Pastor Phil, why are you getting so loud? I wish you would calm down. I wish you would get fired up. I'm working while you're sitting down. Come on with somebody what happened what would happen is if you took what you had and you said thanks even though it didn't meet the need you know when we started this church we would look at our offerings and go (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah but i've taken this principle and i said god even though it's not what we have to meet the need before this we had nothing See, the disciples had nothing but some money. And all they had was a young kid who gave them five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus said, that's enough to be grateful for. Praise God. Praise God. It's enough yeah. to thank say you. Thank, you. thank you. And when they passed it out, yeah. it was multiplied. Thank you. And what would you do if you took just the money that you did have and you spoke grace? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Eucharist thank you. What if you're not at 100% healthy tonight, but you're 80%, 50% healthy? See, here's what we do. We focus on the health that we are looking to get, and we never thank God for the health that we have. And if I wake up in the morning and my right leg is hurting, I am thank God that my left leg is working. But we don't think that way. We get up in the morning like, why God? We don't say, thank God, that at least I can get out of bed today. Because, see, when you do that, you begin to recognize God's grace. And that grace will multiply in your body. And then what's going on that's good in your left leg and your bodies and all that and this will affect your right leg. And you'll be healed in Jesus' name. But you need to recognize that grace is a multiplier. Well, Pastor Phil, I don't like my job. Thank God you have one. Because there's 94 million people in America that are not working today, but you have a job. It may not be the job you like, but if you'll say, God, grace, thank you. Thank you. Here's something we need to know, number four. God never despises weak and small things. Five loaves and two fishes. God used the tears of a little baby named Moses. Those little tears moved on the heart of Pharaoh's daughter. God asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? He's like, all I have in my hand is a stick. That's all I have. You know what's interesting? It's called Moses' rod, but at the end, it's called the rod of God. And God took what he had in his hand. God never dismisses weak and small things. God used a sling and a rock To kill a giant, God does not despise weak, small things. God used the jawbone of a donkey in Samson's hand to kill a thousand Philistines. Come on, God can use an ass. (laughs) (laughs) See if you're awake. Maybe you didn't get that (laughs) (laughs) one. We all right? (laughs) I think sometimes we come to church and we just... Did he just say God could use an ass? That's what I said. To <laughs> use the jawbone of an ass. Right? A donkey. It's in the Bible, guys. Don't get mad at me. God never despises weak and small things. You know, we know this miracle of the five loaves and two fishes. And I think we think that that's what the miracle was about. But if you read down in John chapter 6, verse 23, listen, it says this. However, the other boats, this is after. Read down a little bit more. It says, however, the other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread. That's talking about the loaves and the fishes. And listen to what it says. After the Lord had given thanks. We focus on the five loaves, two fishes. That was the miracle. And the Holy Spirit wants us to focus on the fact that Jesus gave thanks. that Jesus gave thanks. Here's number five. Thanksgiving is to be given before the miracle, not just after the miracle. And you know why? Because grace always comes first. Mm -hmm. You experienced the miracle of salvation because God had given his grace. The grace was given Many have not experienced yet. There are unbelievers, people who are sinners, who have not experienced, right, God's grace, but God has given his grace first because grace always comes first, then the miracle. And so if I will say, thank you, God. See, being a youth pastor, talk with a lot of single kids, you know, and they are really distraught. They think about who they're gonna marry, you know, it's like they kind of feel like if they don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, they're just not serious with someone, that their life is empty. I've talked to college students and this is this is kind of how we can live if we're not conscious of the grace of God. And, you know, I think that if you're single in this room, let me just tell you this. Thank God for the friends you do have. Thank God for the relationships you do have. You know why? Because you have to say thanks before the miracle. If you don't recognize the grace that God has brought you some friends already, you're not going to recognize when that person comes in because you're not accustomed to recognizing the grace of God. You have to recognize. I want you to be grace conscious in your life. But we say grace before. Because you know why? Thanksgiving creates the abundance and the miracle of multiplying happens when we say grace. Here's another example. Lazarus is dead. Jesus gets there. People are crying. Others are crying. And they say, Lazarus, man, he stinks. He's four days old. And look at what Jesus does. Before Jesus sees results, let's read John chapter 11, verse 41. It says, Then they took away the stone, from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. Guess what that Greek word is? Eucharisteo. He said grace. But listen to why he says grace. This this just gets me. He says, Father, I thank you that you heard me. When was the last time you just said, God, thank you for listening to my prayer? That's Jesus. He needs a major miracle, and he takes a step back, and he just says, God, I thank you that you hear me. That is thanksgiving. Praise. And I know that you've always heard me, but because of the people who are standing by this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Before the results, Jesus is thanking God that he could even pray. Thank you, Jesus. Before the results. Can I give you a couple more examples? Write it down. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. In communion... He took the bread and he gave thanks. Right. Guess what that Greek word is right there? Eucharistia. So he took the bread and he gave thanks. Then he broke it and he gave it to them and said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And it just shows us one single act of Jesus' broken body. Dispenses many blessings of grace. Can I give you another illustration? Luke chapter 17, verse 14. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write this down. So when he saw them, he saw ten lepers. Watch this. They came to him, and when he saw them, he said, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, as they went how many of you know some miracles happen in the process as you are believing we did a whole healing service at our church i preached a little bit about healing and um, then i said if you need healing just we're going to pray for you do you know that 80 percent of the church stood up and we prayed for them well this last week i had a young man come up to me and he is was in the military and he says i just wanted to tell you pastor And he pulled up his leg, and and he literally had braces holding up all of his legs. And he said, you prayed for me in the healing service. And this is what I love. The dude is Roman Catholic. Okay, And he just started coming to our church because somebody invited him. He's like, I'm a Catholic. I've never been to any type of church like this before. He said, when you prayed for me, he says, you didn't know this, but the last two weeks... Before that, I had been taking so much medication, and he said, these last two weeks, I'm taking one anti-inflammatory, and he says, this is what's just totally impacted my life. He said, I'm now walking at times without my braces, because you know what? The miracle is processing, and it's happening. And that's what Jesus told them. He says, as you go. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, would you say that with me? Just say one. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned. And with a loud, glorified voice, he fell down on his face and his feet, giving thanks. Guess what Greek word that is? Eucharistia. And he said thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said to him, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Why do you think Jesus is asking this? Because I think he's thinking like I was. Did they not recognize the grace that just happened? Because grace is supposed to cause thanksgiving. And I want these other nine to recognize, where are they? This is what he says. Were there not any found that who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Listen to what he says. Jesus says this in verse 19. And he said to them, arise. And he said to him, arise and go your way. Listen, your faith has made you whole. Here's number six, the point. Thanksgiving Always brings more into your life. Listen, I always wondered why Jesus made such a big stinking deal. Can I say that in Texas tonight? (laughs) Why did Jesus make such a big deal about one dude coming back? He already healed them. But let me tell you what Jesus did. The one who returned, who said, Thank you, he got more than the other nine. How did he get more? Because he got a revelation that your faith has made you whole. He got a revelation that the other nine didn't. And it was like Jesus was saying to him, on your way, if things happen in the future, just know this, it was your faith that made you whole. And I'm convinced that when we recognize the grace of God in our life, it results in thanksgiving and then the result is joy but there's more. And you know why I think this way? Because the Bible says that if we are faithful in the little, see, if you can recognize in God's eyes little is much, how you take care of little depends on if much comes. That is why it's so important if you recognize, and not that God's grace is little, but you recognize the little moments of grace that happen in your life. If you start to recognize that, It'll cause thanksgiving. And the reality and the truth is your life and you'll live with so much more joy. Thanksgiving always brings more because thanksgiving allow God's grace to flow in your life. As I end tonight, I just want to recognize God's grace. I'm going to do something It's just a little different, but I think just... Based on tonight's message, maybe it'll just help us to realize, I'm just going to call out some things, and if those things pertain to you, I just want you to stand for a moment. So I'm just going to ask you, if at any time this last year, any time God has answered one prayer, I want you to stand. If at one time God has answered, look around, ladies and gentlemen, that's the grace of God one prayer you have something to be thankful for you may sit down can i just ask you this if god has done one thing to increase you financially this year would you stand one thing come on somebody look at the grace of God, and if if He hasn't, look at all the people that's standing, because that means that yours is on its way. Come on, you can have a seat. How many of you tonight, I know, we're going to burn some calories in church. How many of you God has done something great in your family this year? Come on, then you can stand. He has done something. Somebody who wasn't talking to you is now talking to you. Hello. Look at the grace of God. How many of you, you can just stand. How many of you would say, I know some of you are like, all right. I don't feel the grace, Pastor. Just you can raise your hand. How many of you would say that you in this year have seen God make a way where there seems to be no way? Come on. How many of you have seen God restore relationship? And maybe not you personally, but seeing God do it for somebody else. Thank you. How many of you have seen God restore some hope this year in our lives? Man, so awesome. How many of you have seen God bring back some health in your life this year? Come on, keep those hands up. Look around, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. you have experienced the grace of God. Can you just lift your hand what can we just get somebody to play the keyboard for just just a moment would you just lift your hand and just say thank you God thank you I may not be where I want to be but I'm still here I'm still here I'm still moving forward your grace is sufficient for me today father your grace your grace your grace in Jesus name is good for me Lord I thank you my family may not be where it is but we're still together I thank you, Lord. My health may not be exactly where it needs to be, but I'm still alive today. I'm still here today. You're still working in my life today. Father, I pray this, this evening tonight, may we continue to look for your grace. Stop looking for what we're lacking and looking to you and all that you've given us tonight. Father, I pray that you would restore the joy of your salvation to your people father god that we can only be satisfied in you and i want to encourage you tonight if you only have five loaves and two fishes thank god that you have five loaves and two fishes and watch the grace of god work in your life right now right now come on can we just take a moment and thank god for the health we do have come on just thank him thank him thank him for the health thank you jesus for your health Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, thank you. See, when we say thank you, we're saying grace, 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 grace. Grace grace be to your people. Grace be to me, God. Grace in every opportunity, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you, thank you. Grateful, graceful. Graceful, grateful. Graceful, grateful. I want to be full of your grace, God. I want to recognize your grace in my life. Your divine favor. Your divine favor. Thank you, Jesus. just want to end with this. You know, every day God's grace is flowing. And I just thought about this as Pastor Eric was talking before. I mean, you just meet people And I think sometimes we just take it so casually. But yet with all the people on the earth, God sets up divine appointments in our lives where there are people that, if it wasn't for God's grace, you wouldn't have met them. And if we would be honest, friendships matter so much. They matter so much. I'm thankful for your pastor, he's been a great friend. He's been a great help to me. And, And sometimes it's the friendships that bring us through. But you know what, it's not a coincidence. The people that God puts around you. Can I just encourage you? I don't know. I just felt the Holy Spirit. But some of us need to thank our friends for being there for us. Because if it wasn't for God's grace, you may have not even have met them. But God strategically put them in your life for a reason. They really did. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I meet the people that I do, and I just take a step back because I know this message, and I'm saying, thank you, God. How, what are the odds? that I would be at this moment and they would be at this moment at the same time if it wasn't for your grace. Your grace. He's so good. I just want to challenge you every day to stop and look at the grace of God in your life. Life's tough. Life's hard and it can be hard. But you know what? You and I, have a supernatural advantage because we know the grace of God. And I'm telling you, you're going to make it through because of the grace of God. So let's be grateful because we are graceful. And I want to be so graceful that I can give grace to others. Now I'm going to say this and then I'm just going to say this last prayer how much grace you give to others is an indicator of how much grace you've received. I want to be graceful. Graceful. I didn't say tonight, please don't misinterpret my message, I did not say that we just thank God for every bad thing that happened. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying to thank God for His grace in our and the good and some of you have so over magnified the negative that you're minimizing the grace of God and you wonder why you're stuck you wonder why you're not moving forward and here's the key the grace has always been there but you're focused on what you don't have instead of the grace that you do Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank You for Your grace tonight. Lord, we remember where we were before You found us. (laughs) We remember the person that we would have been if You had not given us Your grace. And You have. And who are we to withhold the grace from others which You have so freely given us? Grace. And Lord, I pray that tonight, because we are aware of your grace, that you would open doors for your people that no man can shut. I pray that we would recognize divine appointments in our lives, that people give us favor because of the grace, because we recognize that we are in tune with your grace. And I just pray in Jesus' name that those tonight that are stuck, that will be moving forward because they are thankful for what you are doing in their life, that you are moving us. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath in Jesus' name. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.